to even question our own faith sometimes. And so that's why we should not pass judgment on one another. Where am I? That's the slide I'm on. So I believe that that's what he's talking about when he tells us not to pass judgment on one another with respect to these types of issues. It has bad effects on them when we accuse them of something, and all they're trying to do is to glorify God in that. Verse 4, who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another, Paul asked. It is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. So Paul's referring to both groups as servants. Both groups are servants of God. And I think that's important to know and understand and and to see. He's saying the master is the one who determines if our actions are proper or not. Again, it is so important that we get this right. Because it's easy to be twisted a little bit and for someone to be in sin and let them tell you, don't judge me. And you're like, oh, okay, I won't. Not what Paul's talking about. Neither one of these groups are sinning. Both of these groups are glorifying God. And we have to understand that. Those practicing sin are not servants of God. They serve who? Themselves. End of story. They are not servants of God. They serve only themselves. They serve only the desires of the flesh that Paul just told us last week that we must submit to and get under control and fight. Not only do we fight them individually, but we fight them corporately as the church. We encourage each other and we help in this fight of the desires of the flesh. But both of these groups of people are serving God in what they are doing. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems esteems all days alike. One should be fully convinced in his own mind. So, one may prefer Saturday as a special day. One may prefer Sunday as a special day. One may prefer Wednesday, Tuesday, you name it. But the important thing was, all of both groups were honoring God in what they were doing. So, he tells us not to quarrel and bicker over what we are convinced in our mind that we are doing to glorify God. And as I said, it's important to note that we're not talking about the fact that we may think that our sin is okay. And I can't really harp on that enough. People may say, well, God created me as a liar and a thief, and that's just who I am, so I'm going to continue to lie and steal, and at the end of all this, God will work it out. That's not the group that we're talking about that's not what's going on here these people are not sinning and Paul instructs us not to overlook sin don't overlook sin just as an opportunity to not have a dispute 
1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we do it all for the glory of God. We live in some extremely divisive times, do we not? We live in, difficult, in a difficult age when we divide each other over the silliest of things. Yet at the heart, that division comes from pride within us. A desire to lift ourselves up and diminish those that don't agree with us. Pride makes us want to be right and them to be wrong, whoever them really is. However, we should not let our differences in Christ divide us when we're trying to honor God and how we're going about it. I I think that's the key here. Are we honoring God in what we're doing? Clearly, if there is a sin involved, that is not honoring God. And it is in those situations where we shouldn't waffle. We shouldn't say, well, that's okay. That's between you and God. No, it's not. It is leading them to hell. That's the reality of it. There are some issues that demand our judgment. There are issues that demand our attention, and we have to learn to differentiate between them accordingly. There are issues in the church as a whole today that, is, that are very divisive. Salvation through faith plus works? No, that's a different gospel, just like the Galatians. Do we embrace sin as a corporate group, even though God's word tells us? No, we should not. It's those types of activities that we have to stand strong on. We have to be able to differentiate those and know that God's word is his word, and we're not going to water that down, no matter what it may cost in the end. Because if we do so, then we are acquiescing to people going to hell and being told that what they were doing or not doing is all right. Are our actions honoring God or are our, our actions, there's a lot of hours in there, honoring our own desires? I think that's an important question that we have to ask ourselves. And we find ourselves in Lent, right? Lent is observed by some denominations and not by other denominations. Lent went through a difficult period in the Roman Catholic Church. It started in the Roman Catholic Church and it went through a difficult period. And it went through that difficult period for one of the very reasons that Paul stood up to the Galatians and told them that what they were doing wasn't right. Because at a period of time, and I don't know what the situation is now, but at a period of time they were taught that you had to give up something and and that was part of your salvation. That's bad. Because that's just like the Galatians saying, you got to be circumcised along with what you believe. That's a different gospel altogether. So what happened was the Protestants come along and they, some denominations, threw the baby out with the bathwater. Because it was twisted in a bad way at the early history of the church, then we're just not going to observe it anymore because it's a bad thing. And that's not the case. We know that we observe Lent, we give up something, not as a foundation or basis for our salvation. 
but as an opportunity to honor God, to draw ourselves closer to God. I know every time that I go to the refrigerator to grab a a soda throughout the course of the week, I'm thinking, this is Lent. This is what I'm giving up for God, not because it has anything to do with my salvation, but because it is a time when I can draw closer to Him and better understand, to some extent, the sacrifice He made for us. That's all it's about. So what do I do? Do I look down at my Baptist friends because they don't believe that way? No! Paul says, don't do that. You're honoring God with Lent. They're honoring God without Lent. Now, I'm not even going to get into who has the stronger faith here. But I hope you can see that the same type of situation can rear its head in so many different ways throughout the churches that we go to and attend and and the observances that we make. As long as we know that faith in Christ is what saves us and it is through what he did on the cross and that our actions have nothing to do with that, then we're both honoring God and we don't quarrel with each other over it. We don't divide the church over, over it as well. But in closing, and I think or I hope at least I've made this clear, there are issues that we have to look at strongly and there are issues that we have to stand strong on our principle and that deals with sin, right? So this passage had absolutely nothing to do with us as a church overlooking sinful activity and everything to do with us as a church acknowledging everybody that's trying to honor God through their actions, whatever actions they may be. So, I hope as we close this out and we finish here with verse 6, the one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord since he gives thanks to God while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. So whether we eat or drink or whatever we do or don't do, do it all for the glory of God because this is the unity of the church of Christ that Christ prayed to the Father about in John 17 when he said, Father, I wish that they could be one as you and I are one. It is unity in this respect that should be our goal. That's love. That's love for each other as Christians, for what we believe and are convicted of in our hearts. So let us go out, love each other, but most of all, honor God in whatever observance we choose to make. Amen? Let's pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for Paul's encouraging words that we see and we're able to understand because we know that this is a a divisive time in the church, in our country, throughout the world, Lord. But Father, let us join together as Christians, as Christians who believe that we are saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. It is your gift to us that everything else is peripheral and everything else let us honor you in everything that we do, whether it is by our mode of baptism or by giving up things for Lent or whatever we may choose to do, and that we embrace each other, each denomination, that we are just working through our Christianity, trying to figure out what best honors you. But let us stand strong against sin Let us not waver as to what your word says that we are to do as a church of Christ. 
We pray that you were glorified this morning, and we pray that you are glorified throughout this coming week in the lives of each and every one here. For it is in Christ's precious name we pray. Amen.